Welcome to the Money Talks Money Matters podcast. We're here to take away the stigma of money and provide a transparent platform of knowledge for anyone that tunes in. The goal is to give 20-year-olds the perspective of 80-year-olds in regards to business, finance, and decision-making. My name is Darian Williams. And I'm Sean McHenry. Today, we have an amazing conversation with the mayor of Parkland, Florida. We talk about key leadership strategies, what it means to serve, and what it means to do your best in everything you do. This is episode 16 of the Money Talks Money Matters podcast. Let's launch right into it. This is season two, episode 16 of the Money Talks Money Matters podcast featuring Rich Walker. It's great to have you on. It's great to see you. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. So, I mean, you're doing a lot right now and um, you're super, super busy. Um, it, would, it would just be great if you could just kind of give us a background on who you are and what you do. Yep. Great. So, again, my name is Rich Walker. Um, married to my wife, Catherine. We have five children. And we reside in the city of Parkland. Um, right now, I'm the mayor of Parkland. I'm also COO of Bergen Sign Company. Um, been with Bergen Sign Company since '95, so it's uh, been quite a quite a while. And to, I've actually known my wife. Um, we met in college. Met my business partner in college, and his father had owned uh, Bergen Sign Company. The company was established in 1918, and his father had bought it from uh, somebody who actually worked with the original owner. He owned it for many years, got a little sick, and my business partner took over. After he was working there for a little bit, he was looking for a little bit of help, so he asked me if I wanted to work with him. We were college roommates. Um, we worked together in college. We were in the same fraternity together. He was the president. I was the president. So we were together for a long time. So it looked like a good opportunity for me to, you know, work with essentially my brother and, um, you know, try to build up that company. And in 2009, we decided to open a manufacturing place in South Florida. So we bought a company in Pompano. And I was traveling back and forth. At the time, we had, my wife and I, we had four kids. And again, I was traveling back and forth. As the company grew down here, it became a little bit more of a burden on the, on the family, not to mention the winters that we were having in New Jersey, although today is uh, cold here in South yeah. Florida. <laughs> but, um, you know, so my wife was like, you know, it's cold up here. You're traveling a lot. Let's, let's move you know, down there. So I talked to my business partner and my daughter Delaney and I came down. We looked for a house here in Parkland. Having traveled down here, I knew some of the, some of the places and everybody you talk to, the schools, the schools, Parkland, everybody talked about the schools. So having five children, um, you know, we decided Parkland was the place for us to be. And we ended up moving here in uh, eight years ago. So um, raising our family here. It's a wonderful place. Still operate Bergen Sign Company. We have, we do 90% of our manufacturing in our Pompano plant. We have, uh, right now we have 13 employees down here. And then we still operate in New Jersey. Do a lot of installations, things like that. We have another 10 people up in, in New Jersey. So it's a, it's a great business. You know, the Northeast is always busy. So it's, you know, it's a great opportunity. So, 
um, you know, here I am. And then decided to run for office. First, I was a commissioner three years ago. Then last year, I decided to run for mayor. I was on the soccer board, the little league board, uh, things like that. And having my family here, having young children, I saw an opportunity to help better the community. And, you know, discussing with my wife and I, we're a team. She's always has my back, everything we do. So it's, it, it makes it, I don't want to say easier, but it is a little bit easier for me because I have somebody behind me that is always there. Anything I need, she's always there. So it's, it's a, great, a it's a great team yeah. that we have. And, you know, I just wanted to try to better the community, give it a different perspective, somebody with young children out on the baseball fields, the soccer fields, in the schools. So I just thought it was a good, you know, fit for me and the city of Parkland. And thankfully, the residents agreed. Um, I was voted for in commission three years ago and then last year uh, as mayor. So it's... Uh, Mayor's a little bit more work than commissioner. Um, You get a lot more interaction with the residents, which I truly enjoy. So it was a little balanced trying to figure out the business and being mayor and trying to juggle the schedules. But again, my wife is fantastic. So she allows me to do everything that we have to do on the business side and obviously on the mayor side. So it it took a little bit, got the schedule worked out and, um, you know, we're, we're plugging along and it's, Love living in the city of Parkland. You know, love owning a business. It's it's a lot of fun. When you first got started in the sign company, did you think it would turn into what it is today? I did not. Um, to be honest, I didn't know what I was walking into. Um, <laughs> my business partner, again, you know, he was my best friend or still is. He always talked about the company. You know, his father was doing this. And he said, no way. I have no desire to do that. And obviously that didn't work out that way. And for me, um, I was at Rutgers. I started working at Kmart, and I was a human resources manager at Kmart. Okay. So I was very happy in that, and I was considering staying, you know, in that corporate uh, field. Then when my business partner asked, I said, you know, let's give it a try, see how long it lasts, see what we do. And I loved it. You know, you own it. You know, if you have a company, it's yours. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You know, and whatever you put into it is what you get out of it. Of course. Um, I'm a hard worker. You know, I'm not afraid to work. I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. I, you know, so it was great just having it. You know, it's like a kid. Whatever you want it to be is, is what it will be. So you just, you know, roll up your sleeves, get into work, and just, you know, build it. And we worked hard. We grew the business exponentially. Yeah, because if you started in 1918, and mm-hmm. that's a long period of time for you right. to grow that much as soon as you step yeah. on, it's really impressive. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a lot of hard work, yeah. or, or is a lot of hard work. Yeah, I mean, stop. every day it doesn't stop. I mean, with COVID and you know different downturns you have, you know we've seen a lot in the you know 25, 26 years that I've owned a company, and you know we've always been successful. You know, we took it from a little bit, went to a lot you know, or fairly well. What were some of the things that you did that transformed the business for that exponential growth? Uh, one of the things we did is we weren't afraid to grow. Okay. My business partner's father, he wanted it to be smaller, um, but we made a conscious decision to try to grow it. You know, when we first started, there were three of us. Now there's two of us who own a company, um, but we wanted it to be bigger. So we were out there trying to get 
more work, different work, um, you know, just out there pushing. And we did a lot of subcontracting to other people using different vendors. Then we decided to bring everything under us. So we bought a manufacturing company, bought an installation company, um, so that we could grow organically as opposed to relying on other people. So then we, you know, we had all the employees under our own. So our schedule was ours. If we needed to shift gears, we could shift gears. Um, you know, so we just, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, again, it's times are always changing. So you're focused in, in this area, then you change to this area and, you know, you just got to try to find your niche. Um, we do more exterior signage. Um, so like retail storefronts, monuments, directories, but then we started getting into more specialty work. We do a lot of work at stadiums. Um, we did work at FSU at MetLife stadium. Um, and that's harder work. So not a lot of people, you could really get in trouble if you do a project like that and you fail. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, sure. You know, you can lose a lot of money, but it's, if you take it, you can't fail. You have to figure a way to make sure it works. Um, and, and we've been doing that. We continue to do that. And, you know, having those types of projects, you know, sets us apart from other companies. So it's, we obviously have, you know, competition, but it's different competition. Gotcha. And then since you moved down here since 2014, now you have 13 employees working for you down here and mm -hmm. even your own factory. What do you look for when you're hiring someone? And, and what are the type of qualities that you see in a future employee? Hard work. Somebody who wants to work hard and somebody who's loyal. Um, one of the things we've been blessed with is our turnover is is almost zero. Wow. Um, I think in, that's great. They're they're employees, but they're family. You know, they you treat them like family because they are family. The the more they grow, the more I'm going to grow. Um, I'm not the greedy type of of business owner that wants to take all the profits for me. Obviously, I want to make money and take care of my family, but I don't need the biggest house or the best cars. You know, I need to live comfortably. I like to do other things. You know, business is obviously important, but you have your family, which is number one. And then, you know, now that I've gotten into, you know, politics, you know, the residents are now part of my family and I need to try to do what I can to better the residents. So it's, you have to have that balance. And if you try too hard to focus on one thing, whether it's making a lot of money or whatever it is, you'll start losing some of those other things. So you try to keep everything in balance, I think is, is really important, whether it's business, family, you know, having fun, whatever, whatever things you like to do, yeah. you have to do in, in moderation and, and, you know, spread it out. So, yeah. So basically taking more of like a, fa like a family approach, which is, sounds great. And then also, I know people who lived in here since 2006, 2008, and they're not even close to the type of growth that you that, that you came at in 2014 moving down here. How have you built your net, uh, one, your, your, your group of friends, and then two, your network of individuals and all the connections that you met that allowed you to grow in politics and grow as a mayor? Yeah, I think it all comes down into your attitude and your, and your mentality. Um, I think people will see the type of person you are, you know, that you're genuine. Um, when you make a friend, you keep a friend, right? We don't jump around a lot. We're friends with a lot of people and we're close with a lot of people, but it's important to make sure people understand this is who I am. 
I am what I say I am. And I just want to, I want to help everybody. I want everyone, anyone who's around me, the better they are, the better I'll be. Mm. You know, whether it's, you know, as a coach on the sports field, whether it's as a business owner, whether it's as a politician, whether it's as a father, you know, husband, whatever it is, the better everyone is around me. So whatever I can do to help other people. And I think people see that and they appreciate it. And, you know, they try harder for you, whether it's a friend who introduces you to somebody mm -hmm. that says, hey, this is a business owner that can maybe help you here or, um, you know, what, whatever it is, whether, you know, those are important things. Um, again, it's not about, for me, it's not about the money or power or whatever. It's more about how many people can I bring into my circle that I can make a little bit better that will help me grow. I love it. I love it. Um, that's amazing. Uh, it's a really um, humble way of taking things as well. What would you say is like one of the hardest skill sets that you have to pick on while um, in that phase of exponential growth? Is trying to stay focused, mm. trying to Great. stay organized. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we talked a little bit earlier how when I became mayor, um, it was an added responsibility. So you have to try to find, you got to find your place, right? How much work can you do in this area? How much work can you do in that area? You need to try to evaluate that early on. So I always like, even when I hire a new employee or whatever it is, I try to give them as much as I can to see how far they can go. Gotcha. Right. And then I can evaluate what I can do based on that. Um, yeah, I like to work. I work. I work very hard. If I got to work 24 hours a day, I'll work 24 hours a day. Obviously, I don't want to, but if I have to, I will. Yeah. Um, you know, so you got to try to find out as soon as possible what are your limitations, what is your schedule going to be, you know, how much effort do you have to give in this, and find out who can help you, you know, along the way. So it's it's important to find those connections and you've acquired quite a few businesses along the way mm -hmm. what was the process and what caused you to make the first decision of saying we need to expand horizontally the biggest thing was it was controlling our schedule okay. so a lot of times um, we didn't do any manufacturing we would buy from local or wherever somebody you know if we needed a, set, a sign we would hire somebody to build it for us yeah and they had their schedule they had their top customers. They had their top clients. So it was like, okay, well, it's going to take me two weeks. Well, then maybe it took three weeks. So now I got to explain to my customer why I can't deliver their goods when I told them that I can. And it's because I was relying on somebody else. So those were decisions uh, we made as a team to say, look, we need more control in that way so we can better serve our customers. So we, we looked around and we were able to, by a manufacturing company. Uh, we did that on the installation end. Because when we started, it was me, my two business partners. We had uh, Ethel Luizides, who she actually worked with the original owner. He left the company when he wow. passed. He didn't have wow. any family. He left the company with her. And my business partner's father um, had bought the company from her, you know, many years ago. So it was really just the, the five of us kind of trying to figure out our way and so that was it was all outsourcing right? yeah yeah wow that's so fulfillment was definitely a little slower than yeah. you like yeah i get that completely yeah and so 
with your mentality. So did your hard work and mentality come through when you were in college to when you were in your 20s or even even in your 10s? No, when I was younger, I was always, my father was an extremely hard worker. Okay. Um, so that's a trait, I guess. Yeah. You know, he, carries on. he handed down for me. I wrestled in high school. Um, so that teaches you discipline. Yep. Teaches how to work hard. Um, you know, that was a, I always go back to that time. Uh, you know, you had to lose weight, you had to get up early and run and, you know, you had to do all these things. So I did that all through high school. Um, you know, so that kind of set me off early you know, to be that type of, of worker. Got you. And then since that early start, did you ever think that you would have a job in politics or even just an option to work in that field? No, I really, um, I've always been a people person and I've always wanted to, you know, I've always done, you know, little league boards. I coach teams and all those things. So I was always involved in the community as, as is my wife. Um, never really thought I would take it to the next to the next level but it was one of those things that you just kind of evaluate and you say look i can i have a skill set i have a knowledge base that i know will benefit the city let me put myself out there and and see if the residents agree that's an interesting point too because i know a lot of people when they think about running for mayor or doing anything of high high value um they're always saying, that takes so much confidence. I don't have much confidence. And the way you really just put it was, it wasn't a matter of like, I feel like I want to do this and I'm going to get the willpower to do it. But it's just like, it wasn't a matter of that I know that I can serve the community the best and I'm going to go for that. So it was, it was a much more logical decision for you to do that. Right. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm always, I guess that's my business background. You know, I look at things, there's a problem and there's a solution. Yeah. So there's obviously other ways to, there's always you know, several ways to solve a problem, but it's just a matter of, you know, seeing it and just looking to solve the problem. I'm just curious, what's the process like to acquire a business? Well, the way, the way we, I mean, we did it just an easy way. It was just, we just went to a business that we were working with and just said, Hey, look, wow. You know, um, We'd love to work together. And again, I think a lot of it has to do with my personality, my business partner as well. We don't see, you know, you're an employee or we're buying you. It's not like that. You're coming to work. We're going to all work together. So it's not, um, it's not I'm better than you or anything like that. It's we're going to work together. You're still going to help us in the decision-making process, um, you know, obviously we have the ultimate say, but it's, it's, you know, I don't treat anybody. We're all on the same, we're all on the same plane, right? Cause we all want to get to the same place. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there are times where it's like, I'm, somebody has to make a decision and I'm not afraid to do that. But the more people that are involved in the process, you know, the more they'll give you because that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, and then since you and your partner have been working on, have been working together for so long, what are some rules or just what is some like like lifestyle changes that you have made to accommodate with him? Like for example, like how have you guys prospered for so long together without like clashing and then ended up breaking the deal? I tell you, it's it's amazing because you hear stories of people who just can't stay together yeah. for for such a long time, but it's we have a phenomenal re- relationship. And we're lucky because his skill set 
is a little bit different than mine. So it's it's, yeah. it's an easy it's an easy one, right? He's more in sales and likes being out there. I love the operational things. I like looking at accounts receivable, accounts payables, how the processes work, dealing with um, the people, you know, in your office. Those are the things that I enjoy and I'm good at, where him, on the other hand, he likes doing everything I don't, and I like doing everything he does. I mean, it, it couldn't be a better uh, fit, and we've known each other, you know, yeah. forever. You know, which is which is great. That's amazing. Yeah. So, with that being said, so when you were in college, did you know that you were going to be in business, and did you know that that even like you would be owning a sign company? Like, yeah. Like in in uh, in school, we were taking some. Both of us were taking like some criminal justice yeah. and some of those courses. Never really thought about getting into business. Um, I started working at Kmart, and. I really enjoyed that time there. Um, I started just part-time, you know, pushing carts, stocking shelves. Then I, you know, moved up to, you know, head cashier or whatever. And then I was the HR director for uh, about a year and a half. And I was considering going into that managerial program. That's when I knew I wanted to be in business in some degree, whether it was corporate or, or my own. You know, I was headed in that direction, but I... Immediately, I think it boils down to just, I like working with people. I love working with people. I don't like it. I love it. I love meeting new people. I love finding about what they like. Um, you know, and I like helping them what they're good at and helping them, you know, get better at whatever it is. You know, that's what I love. And I found that early on at, at Kmart. And then when my business partner said, hey, let's do this, I kind of said, look, now I can do that on my own. You know? How does um, uh, the business mindset transfer into now being a mayor? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's very similar. I think that's one of the things that I feel is a little bit different. For me, I, I look at very simple, you know, if residents have an issue or they're looking for something, I want to try to find that solution, you know, and that's, and that's it. There's no agendas. Being a mayor or being in politics, whatever it is, government is a business. Of course. Right? So it's, it's a really large one. Yeah. It's and well, Parkland's a little bit smaller than the federal government or True. or state government, but it's the same thing. The residents are the customers. And it's my job as the mayor to serve the customers, the residents, as best I can, you know, to help Parkland, you know, as a whole. So it's my job to keep property values up, you know, keep people happy you know, making sure things are maintained, the infrastructure, you know, those are the ones I have to bring those ideas to the table. And I feel that's, that's a skill set that I think I have just, I, you know, differently in the business, but I, I don't look at it any different, um, you know, than, it, than I do my company. Got it. Yeah. So with um, the new role of the mayor, what are some things that, um, that you do to try to pinpoint main pain points of residents? The big thing is being out there and communicating. Yeah, open communication is huge. Like, dialogue is so important. You know, it's one of the things, you know, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit now. It's one of the things you have now in this day and age with Facebook and Twitter. It's a lot of people who want to have conversations on Facebook, which is difficult, 
right? Because you're going to put something out there. You'll get 10 people to respond a certain way. So it's tough. So I try to have opportunities where I can sit down with the residents and have conversations. So we have like mayor, you know, I do like mayor's nights, you know, I'll go to a local restaurant or whatever. And I'm doing one on Zoom uh, Monday. And I try to be out there on the baseball fields. I try to go to businesses. I try to be out there, you know, and I want residents to come and talk to me. And because a lot of the things we do aren't necessarily my ideas, dirty ideas, a lot of other people. So the more I'm accessible, the more I'm out there, the more I'm hearing of what's going on so that I can take that back to staff and say, look, these are the problems people have. How can we fix these problems? That, and that's my, you know, I'm just really a liaison between the residents and, and city staff. So it's a matter of the more I'm out there, the more I'm having real dialogue with residents, the more effective I can be as a leader. It's the same way in business, right? The more I'm out there in my warehouse where the guys are in the shop and it's taking them too long to make this because if they had this tool, it would be better. Or our paint process is taking too long because we're doing it this way. So the more you're out there and you're engaged and you're hands-on and you're seeing what's going on, you can kind of, you, you can fix it because you can see what's going on yeah. and, and you can come up with those ideas. And then especially since you said all that and you're always out there, is it always hard to be under like the microscope and always be watched and just having that public figure, just, just, just attitude where it's like you're on the spotlight 24 seven? Yeah. You know, a lot of people, you know, I get that question yeah. a lot. And it's really not. I'm who I am. Okay. And I know I'm a good person. Doesn't mean I'm going to do everything right. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say stupid things or do stupid things, whatever it is. But I'm going to be who I am. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm only trying to do the best I can. Some people are going to be happy with it. Some people aren't. So it's just a matter of I know that. That's really all that matters. I know that. My wife knows that. My kids know that. Everything else doesn't matter. Because, yeah. again, everything comes back to family is the most important thing. So as long as you keep that perspective, in my opinion, you know, you're going to be fine. Because as long as I got them on my side, it's all good. Yeah. And that's a bulletproof way of thinking, really, is, like, you can't be touched at that point if you know right. what's really important to you and what's not as important to you. Because things right. are going to come and go. You're going to have highs and lows. Your family's really going to be important. I love right. that. Um, I want to take it back real quick to uh, the business. In service-based business, normally, there's a high, there's a lower profit margin than normal. But yeah. you're able to acquire other companies. What was you must have had pretty good profit margins with each company that you've worked with, would you say? They weren't bad. Okay. But yes, profit margins, because we're a high labor exactly. uh, business. You know, my guys actually make the signs. They bend them up and weld them up and sand them and paint them. So it's, and you know, you're guessing because in this business, we we don't make things twice, right? You, you make yep. a sign that might look like whatever. The next day I'm making a sign that looks something totally different. So it's, it's hard to really, you know, when you're doing estimating, you know, it's not like you're making the same widget. Of course. You know, over and over. <laughs> and you know exactly how long it takes to make that widget. Um, you know, so it's, it's, but when you're in a growing phase, you're always, you're growing, right? There comes a point where we've run into those, those pitfalls where you're growing, you're growing, you're growing, and you're investing all this money into your business, whether it's equipment, whether it's companies, whatever it is. And then sometimes you're investing too much and you're like, you know, you got to find that balance. So it's, it's learning, you know, it's always learning because, you know, one year you'll be making, you know, this in a year, next year you'll be making that. Um, but as long as you're growing, you have an opportunity to better yourself. Uh, 
Um, but there sometimes comes a point where you got to evaluate, which we've done several times, and say, okay, we need to take deep breath, take pause, um, you know, get everything right, and then we can figure out what's what's the next step. And also, like, but obviously you got really high-quality tools and things like that. So aside from labor and obviously project costs, the recurring overhead wasn't too bad, was it? No. I mean, really, again, it's all labor, and then yeah. it's, you know, your rent and, uh, you know, things like that. But now you're starting to see, which this isn't the first time that this has happened. There's been inflation. There's been high cost in, in gas oh, and, and aluminum Jeez. and lumber. Um, but now we're experiencing that again, which okay. which we've seen it before. Um, Does it so, stress you out? I mean, it always stresses you out when you have to, you know, yeah. you got to really focus and you got to really make sure everyone is mindful of what's happening and say, look, you know, we all got to try a little harder. We know it's not going to last forever, or we hope it's not going to last. <laughs> At some point it might, but who knows? <laughs> um, you know, so you just got to... Again, it goes back to communicating. Yeah, I was about to say it goes right you back. Know? And that. then you just say, look, this is where we're at. People understand where you are. And, you know, you just got to keep positive. Always stay positive. Um, always communicate. You know, as long as you do that, you'll you, nine times out of ten, you're going to figure it out, which we've been lucky to have done that now. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll continue. I don't. I guess it's not luck after a certain point. Um, or hopefully not. What, what were some ways that uh, you were able to keep that line of communication open to and from? It's, it's, I'm always out there. Okay. It's just I'm, you just constantly. That's going. it. I'm, okay. you know, I'm very hands on. You know, I don't necessarily do the work. Sometimes I do. Um, I do the easy stuff. I'm not a true fabricator like uh, a lot of my guys are, but I'll go out there and sand or, you know, whatever. But just um, to show that you care and like you're in. That's it. Zone. You're always out there. You so got it. must be easy to translate into mayor. Now it makes a lot that's more it. sense. The business that you're in is perfect for that. Yeah. You had, yeah. a good, you had a really good background. Right. That's awesome. And especially opening up shop down here, when it comes to scalability, what steps are you taking to elevate your sign business in the way of to make it more um, worldwide and just know If that's even a goal. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, right now we're in the um, wait and see phase. Okay. Which happens from time to time you know because of the economy sometimes you need to see where it goes but again you're always keeping your eyes open people know the type of person you are the type of company you are mm -hmm. they understand you're maybe willing to go into a partnership with somebody because we've done it several times in the past so you always keep those lines of communication open um, to see what may present itself um you know, but for now, it's kind of steady as she goes. I got you. Um, so that, that's probably been your strategy over time. Like when the economy was great, you pushed hard and you yep. took as much growth as possible. And then so it's, it's like almost like throttling. You go you um, go forward, you go back a little bit, not back, but steady. Um, is it strictly just the prices that are is your gauge or is there other factors that go into it? Just say like, hey, let's kind of just like ride this out, maintain what we have. I think a lot of it, you just got to keep your eye on the economy yeah, and see where it's going and what direction it's going to take. So for our business, <clears throat> you know, we work with new businesses, right? We work with people who want to redevelop a certain, you know, commercial uh, property. Um, so we got to make sure we have our eye on the ball of what's going on with the economy. You know, is, is the economy growing to where more stores are coming? 
you know, is there going to be consolidation in the banking industry? Is you know where banks will buy other banks, and that gives you opportunity to do work. You know, through that, so you just kind of keep your eye on everything as far as the economy goes. You know, right now you see a lot of businesses are scaling back their brick and mortar uh, businesses. So you got to just make sure. You know, now we're trying to go like a more commercial. You know, trying to find developers and you know commercial uh, real estate people who are looking to take some extra money to compete with the other uh, plaza next to them. Right. So maybe they'll do a refresh, make new pylon signs or paint their buildings or, you know, whatever it is, you'll see people spending money in different areas. So you just kind of kind of keep your eye on that. And luckily, South Florida has stayed. The economy has stayed strong since we've been down here, because when we moved in 2009, it was. Oh, my gosh. It was. was was, (laughs) So um, but it's it stayed steady. You know, I think the economy. It's a great place to live. Yeah, you moved down in 2009 mm-hmm. and fully understanding what was going on. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. How was, what was your mental um, escape then? Well, really for us, it was, we weren't looking to grow the business in South Florida. We were rather looking to save money in from New Jersey. Got it. So okay. our initial investment in South Florida was um, to manufacture um, down here. So... We made that effort, keeping an eye on the economy to see where it would go and what direction we would take down here on the retail side. Mm. So our original, again, our original investment was purely to offset overhead from New Jersey and then wait and see and, you know, kind of grow with the economy and see which direction it goes. And now we're doing the same thing because now it's growing, but where... Where are those growth pockets happening that we can, as a as a company, where can we take advantage? You How know, often of that? do you reassess your? Um, well, first question: Do you ever go back to past clients and say like, "Hey, do you have different pain points now?" Or um, what's your approach on um, understanding your market and the places that you can have the most value? Um, I think it's just really keeping keeping an eye on the ball yeah. and just seeing what's what's really going out there. Um, you know, being out there, right? Going to restaurants, going it's shopping. Really yeah. And and seeing what it is and then just trying to make sure when you do work with people that they're the right people to be working with. Um, you know, that they're at a level that can that will do more work. Right. So I mean obviously sometimes you're doing work with somebody you only do something for them once. And there is no reoccurring income. So you try to have uh, a more, uh, bigger lifetime value for customers. Right. Got gotcha. you. And then also, since you're always watching the economy, since inflation's at a like an all-time high 7%, how do you approach raising prices? And also, how do you explain it to your customers? Yeah, that's mm. tough. So the, the good thing for us is all of our work is bid per project. So I don't have set prices per se, right? So it's not like... You know, this guy's selling this coffee cup for a dollar, and now all of a sudden he's got to try to sell it for a dollar twenty. Yeah. Right? Somebody will give me plans on a project, and, you know, they might say, well, geez, last year this should have cost me about whatever, you know, 50000 Now yeah. it's sixty. It's like, well, you know, there's a lot of factors. So it's not what's hurt us now with the inflation uh, is some of our projects we bid. Because a lot of our larger work will take a year, 
year and a half to really oh, get so off. Trying to keep Oof. up with inflation. So it's you know we're doing a project now where it's a lot of steel involved. Oh boy! And we bid the project a year and a half ago, I think. <gasps> right. So we're now going back, and you try to explain. You have a contract. Yeah. yeah. So you, you you go to the customer and say, look, here's reality. Some customers are receptive. I mean, but then and some are not. Just an estimate, correct? So technically, there is wiggle room because there's unforeseen. Well, once things. they get to contract. Okay. Yeah. So Got once it. you get that contract, that's it. Cool. But some some customers are understanding. Yep. And you know, some of the bigger companies they're going to tell you whatever. Yeah, you know, well, tough. and that's it is what it is. <laughs> you know, they're like, you know, they'll just tell you tough. And that's why selecting your customer or client is super important. Yeah. So yeah. just walk us through how you pick a bid and then what you look for once you're trying to work for a company. Yeah, so we'll get all kinds of, you know, different projects or we'll look for projects. Um, we try to look for projects larger. Um, when I say larger, you know, anything over 100,000. Um, signed projects can go from, I think our lar- largest project was, uh, we did one for about $3 million, um, but we'll do them for $500. So it's, it depends what it is um, and who it's for. So you kind of just evaluate. We know what we're good at. So we want to look for projects that, that, we're, that we know we can succeed. Understandable. Um, and then what customers. Governments are tough to work with. Um, we have a contract at Miami airport right now, Congrats! which it's, it's a nice contract, you know, but governments are tough to work with because there's so many layers you have to go through. Correct? Yeah. yeah. And it, it, you know, the back end takes you so much longer, you know, the, the making of the signs, the installation of signs are similar, you know, the installation takes you a little longer cause their processes are more in depth, but the back end then takes you a lot longer. The billing process is a pain, the insurances, you know, there's a lot more layers to what you know, what you need to do, you know, when you're working with, you know, a developer, they might just say, here's a contract, just, you know, get it done. So being in charge of operations, um, how uh, much was your role in the financial part of the business when you were getting started? And how much have you had to learn or outsource when it comes to the financial side of saving and preparing for future and investing in different areas? Yeah, we, we learned that all on, you know, all on the fly, <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, you, which is good. You know, and it's bad. You know, we sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, that's not the right way to do it. You know, <laughs> and you've been doing it that way for six, seven months, whatever. And you're like, you know, but but it's good. You learn it. I mean, as long as you don't have the ego where you can still pivot, because I've seen countless companies that um, some I've worked with personally where we kind of show them like, hey, time to turn just a little bit. Yeah. But they're like, but we spent 20 years on this. Yeah. and you know, so much you can do with that. So I think that must have been a huge role into being able to continue to grow because you knew like you might make a mistake, just yeah. move on from there. I have no ego, right? It, it's it's about making money, taking care of of your employees, you know, and, and ultimately taking care of your family. So there is no ego involved. Can't be. Right? That's what's most important. If you got to switch up and say, I'm way off, then I'm way off and switch it up. It's not a big deal. Take it as a learn. You know, you, you just learned, which is great. And, and you move on. You know? Aside from, uh, obviously, the mistakes that you've made, but what have been resources that you've been able to use in your business to implement um, to get the most output out of your bank for your buck, really? Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, again, we've been lucky. Like, our accountants are awesome. Okay. We've been with our accountants forever. Um, you know, they, they're a larger outfit. You know, that's why I think that was one of the... It's our money, so you want it, you want it all or as much as you can, 
but you don't want to be cheap, right? So yeah. there's some things you got to pay for to make sure it's right. It's a fine line. You know, your, your accounts are one, you know, attorneys are another, your equipment, your employees, right? Some things you can cheap out on, other things you can't, you know? So as long as you understand that and you don't get greedy, you know, it's one thing my business partner and I, neither of us are greedy. You know, greed is what will make you fail because that's when you don't have the ability to change gears. You just say, no, I'm making money, you know, you, and you got to always look to the future, right? You got to say, okay, well, maybe it's working now, but is this going to work longer? You know, maybe I can get away spending less money here today, but is it, am I going to be able to do that for the next 10 years, 20 years, whatever? Yeah, um, I, I learned that with, uh, I was playing billiards with my friend's dad, and he's like some crazy good billiards player. I like to play on like Fridays, just has fun. Um, and I played a game with him because I was like, can I play? Like, I want to see how good you are. And then I, I thought I was getting good because I'd go to the like local place and just right. like hit a few with some people. And I got one ball short from beating him, and he beat me, obviously. But then I was like, that was the best game ever. Like, I can almost beat you. And he just looked at me and he was like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> and basically, it, it went back to, uh, he's like, plan what you're going to do, bro. And he's like, this is not just you hit the ball into the hole. It's like, you have to think five six seven moves ahead and that's how i win and it's like whoa like i, I didn't even think about that like, even in such a game of billiards but it, i've learned from that one single game was that everything is about how far in the future can you do and then how much can you work backwards into really um applying that you know yeah, it's funny you say that because we had the mayor's chess challenge yesterday and there were some kids that you could see in their mind he's like five six oh my god you know chess turns like yeah. Way beyond. Yeah. And I played this eight-year-old kid who the teacher said he was a, a champion from Columbia or whatever, uh, and he was eight. <laughs> but you could see in his face. He's just moving. He's, he's like already oh like gosh. way beyond the, Were you scared? where I'm thinking. No, because I knew I was going to lose. So <laughs> I, I wasn't scared at all. I was more scared of the guy I had to play because I'm like, well, I could maybe beat this guy. Wow. Yeah. But no, the kid, I was like, nah, no, no Yeah, shit. chess, billiards, any really strategic game. Yeah. It, I love those types of games because it gets you in a smaller scale version of what life really is. It's just make sure you know what's coming next. No, and that, I mean, that's something that everybody needs to always. And that's something a lot of people don't do, right? There's so many people that think about right now and today. Like, what's going to make me happy right now? Well, okay, it, maybe it's this, but is that going to make you happy forever? For sure. You know, same thing with money. You know, you can make an investment, you know, today in whatever, you know, electric cars. I mean, I'm a fan of electric cars, so I'm not saying anything negative on it. But, you know, is that going to be there 15, 20 years from now? You know, those are the things you got to think about. That's where some of these people, you know, like an Elon Musk or whoever, that he's playing chess. You know, when we're sitting here thinking... You know what am you know? How am I going to get my next cup of coffee, or how am I going to do this, or or whatever? He's thinking about what am I going to do ten years from now, twenty years from now, and I think we've done that a little bit in our business, and I try to do that as mayor, you know, because it's not about today, you know. It's, I tell people that a lot. My youngest is seven, so he's going to be on the fields, he's going to be in the schools for the next ten years. Mm -hmm. So I want his elementary school years to be as good as his high school years. So every decision I make has to be f for that, 
You know, it's not just about today. And the same in business. I'm only 49 years old. So I need that income, you know, for another 15, yeah. 20 years. I don't think I'm going to pass it down to my kids, but, you know, who knows? I didn't think I was going to go into business either. So you have to look, you know, and I have all these people that work for me. So I, you know, I have the responsibility, their families on my shoulder. So it's important to make sure you can't just sacrifice today, you know, for tomorrow. Yeah. And especially since like looking in the future, what do you, what do you see in your signage company slash what type of growth do you expect? And when do you want to see that growth? I don't anticipate any growth from us for the next year or so. We need to evaluate, but that doesn't mean we won't accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always opportunities that present themselves. So you always have to be ready to take that jump because you never know when it's really going to happen. Um, for now, we're not planning for it because like our industry, like the economy, it's very dependent upon a lot of these you know, new businesses opening or yeah. or whatever it is. So we need to make sure we're finding what's coming next, right? You know, you see a lot of commercial uh, developments that open with some residential and you see a lot of those coming. So you just got to make sure you're keeping your eye on where you're seeing the growth and where you can come in. And then, you know, stay out there talking to other companies and other businesses, seeing what they're doing. Again, it goes back to not being greedy. I have good relationships with a lot of companies, small ones, big ones, whatever. So as long as you continue those relationships, don't stay greedy. There's maybe opportunities for, you know, merging, buying, whatever. But you always keep every option open. So I think that's the biggest thing is just, just you know, don't narrow focus on on one particular thing. One thing that's super commendable about you specifically is that you're playing the game. You're not here to make as much money as possible. Obviously, that's cool, but you're here after an explosive growth. That really messes some people up because they get it's like a drug, especially that much excitement, that many things coming in and out, going. It's crazy, and I've seen it happen. And you you understand that that was a cool thing, but it would also kill you if you kept trying to strive for that growth and you know when to step back. And that's honestly the biggest takeaway so far it's awesome yeah no and i appreciate that but and i think a lot of that also has to do is my life is focused on several things right families first okay so if i don't have the opportunity to be with my family it's imperative that i coach my kids teams you know i want to be out there my father did that for me it's important that i do that for them you know thankfully my wife's able to stay home, right? So she gives the kids the opportunity to bring them to school, you know, all that, do their, help them do their homework and, and all that stuff. The little things you know? a lot. Yeah, because that's how I grew up. If is, I don't know if it's the best way, but that's the way I grew up, yeah. you know? So I like the way that I, you know, my upbringing I think was fantastic. My parents did a great job, I think. Um, you know, so I like giving my, children that same opportunity and I like being there with them and experiencing the first time they score a goal or you know hit a home run or whatever it's it's fun to be there and experience that you know with them which means I can't always work you know 24 7 not that I haven't but you got to be able to balance those things and now being the mayor 
I now added a third thing on my plate. Yeah. Crazy. You know, which is to me just as important, yeah. you know, as the other ones. So you got to find that balance, you know, so yeah, maybe I could be making more money or, you know, whatever, but that's not where my focus is as a person. Right. You know it makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. So what really made you an activist in your community and also inspiring and helping others? Like, did you have a mentor that taught you that or was it something that you just learned and you just felt like I have to help other people? Yeah, I think it's just, um, I think that's just a feel. I mean, my father was always involved, you know, not, he was, wasn't in politics or anything like that, but he was on the little league board and was always out there coaching and umpiring and, you know, all that stuff. And I thought that was great. You know, I, that's a different to me type of respect. Mm-hmm. that you get from people. It's not a respect that, oh, this guy makes a lot of money or this guy's powerful or whatever. They're, this guy's just a nice guy. Yeah. Like that's the legacy. If I can leave anything, it would be, you know, everybody says this was a nice guy. He did it right. You know, whatever right is, you know, he was just nice. He was genuine. And that to me is, you know, it's very important. If not the most important thing, I think that's, uh, you know, certainly up there. Gotcha. What are some things that you've uh, implemented in your personal finance life to prepare for the rainy days? So, you know, I think one of the things we did, we did early on, um, we started a simple IRA, you know, 20, 20 years ago, probably a year after owning the business. We started that um, because we wanted to prepare for the future. Um, then as we got employees, we wanted to make sure we were doing the same thing for them, right? Because, again, yes, I want to make money, but I want everyone around me to enjoy everything as well. Um, so we started a 401k for our, our employees because I think it's so important to give them, you know, you're giving them, you know, an opportunity to make what you, you know, what you're making. I don't care what people make. People make whatever, you know, they make whatever. It's great. Um but I want to try to help them as much as I can. So I think those types of investments were very important early on because a lot of people I talked to didn't, didn't do that. You know, certainly not when they were starting their own business. Again, you get, sometimes you get cheap, right? You get cheap today. You know, there's a lot of people I know. I talked to other business owners. Well, I don't want a 401k because then I got to give some of my money, you know, to my employees because, I'm matching 6% or, you know, whatever the number is. There's a lot of people who don't want to do that. But, you know, I want to do that. That's the type of person I am because that, in the long run, that gives me more. And think about how much you save in, like, the lack of churn, the lack of not having to onboard new people all the time. Like, it's really a give and take. And the more you can feed in the first time, you don't have to worry about it three times over. Absolutely. No, it's. I mean, that's a great point because, again, for us – if you work at Bergenstein, you got to get a real serious offer to want to leave. You know, I've had, I've, I've had people, or I have people with me twenty five as long as I've been here. Wow. You know, and that's and it that shows your character though, and they and they and they love it. Yeah. We we are family. You know, I've had people who left, and I said, I said, okay, you know, if you think you're doing better for your family, good for you, and then they come back. Got it. And then, you know. And then just to kind of finalize things, what are some things or what are some tips that you would give to a young entrepreneur just starting off trying to run a business and just trying to start something of his or her own? Just don't get greedy. Just know what you want to do 
is not going to happen tomorrow. That's a big thing, like you see now, like in the stock market with G, uh, you know, uh, what is it, uh, GameStop and, uh, you know, <laughs> AMC, AMC, right. You know, AMC. everybody thinks you're going to make a million dollars tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Right? So it's, Wall Street bets. Yeah. So don't, you know, but that happens in anything that you do, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Always save for tomorrow and always think about tomorrow. Yes, this could be great. You could be doing awesome. And that might not necessarily mean don't keep going full bore. But make sure you're you're maybe putting some away or investing some in in something different, you know, to be diversified. I think people always talk about diversification. That is so important, right? Because if you got all your money here, maybe you're making money hand over fist, but it can you can lose it just as fast. So I think it's important to just, you know, diversify as much as you can. Got you. Did you have this level of balance when you're starting out, as far as between your personal life and doing things that are fulfilling to you, or was it just 100% business? Because I know the beginning phase is rough. Yeah, no, I probably was not, I think, not I think, a lot of it was my wife, Okay. right? We have the best relationship ever, or I think I do. I don't know if she'll <laughs> say it, but no, she does. Um, but, you know, that's, you might not have that when you're younger, Yeah. you know, but you might not, you might miss that opportunity. Maybe you do have and you don't know it. Mm. Right, so you got to be open to everything. Like, yeah, I'm always just like, whatever. It's sometimes things just happen. Sometimes they don't. You know, so you just got to always leave the door open. Always think about tomorrow. You know, those are to me that's hugely important. I think that's a big mistake a lot of people make in business. You, I see that all the time. You see, you know, some of the companies we may have purchased was because of that. Right, they're only thinking about today. And it's like, oops. Yeah. You know? But it was never, oops, I, you lost everything, so that's always... Well, I'm saying for them. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's been some. <laughs> Got you. And then lastly, are there any are there any questions or anything that you would just like to say that we didn't ask you? No, I think this was great conversation. I, I enjoyed it. I think it's great having, you know, young people out there trying to educate, you know, other youth. I think that's uh, it's really important because I think... Some people, a lot of people don't have that, you know, not everybody has a father figure or mother figure who, for that matter, to guiding them along the way. So there's a lot of people figuring it out on their own. So the more that they can hear from, you know, real people that are going through it and trying to figure it out, I think that helps a lot because, you know, that's where they're picking up a lot of their information. So as long as people are out there, put all your money here, you'll make a bazillion dollars or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so all the clickbait, all the, because yeah. the views that they get, those videos are insane, but you right. know, it's not realistic. Right. Not long-term. Yeah. Long-term, exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. We really appreciate the time. Yeah. It's been a good time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. All right. All right.